everybody and welcome back or welcome to I Don't Care the Podcast. I am your host Alexia Stefano, and today is not really planned at all. I kind of have an idea of what I want to talk about but uh, I don't really have an idea of how this episode might go. Uh, but as always let's get into my I Don't Care of the Week. And I have one. I don't usually have one. Um, but this week I do. And my I don't care is essentially something that pisses me off or that I actually care too much about or something that can pretty much F off and relax. I got my nails done on Sunday. Last Sunday. So today is... Tuesday of the following week that I got my nails done. I have two remaining nails on my left hand and like three and a half remaining nail. No. Yeah, three and a half remaining nails on my right hand. They started to peel on Tuesday of last week. Two days after I got my nails done, they started to peel off. I am beyond pissed off because that's a lot of money just like thrown away in the garbage. So, oh, Hewat is here. I will be right back. Quick. Okay, I'm back. Hewat came quickly just because she was here the past couple nights and uh, she forgot her AirPods at my house and she's someone who cannot survive without her airpods so she had to make the drive from vancouver to here in poco just to get her airpods she literally didn't even come upstairs so she's got her airpods now my beautiful luna has come to join us and yeah um i was talking about my nails which she walks in and she's like, oh my god, your nails are worse. And I'm like, I know because they keep peeling. It's like every day they keep peeling because this place did a terrible job. I'm not one to shit on nail salons. Um, and I'm not even shitting on the nail salon. Like, you know, my best friend got her nails done too and they look really good. <gasps> I just realized I forgot to put my sunscreen on after I took a shower. And I'm right beside the window. That's a big skincare no-no, but I'm on a time crunch, so I'm going to have to hurry up. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, my best friend got her nails done, and she actually got really, really nice nails. They're holding up. I got shellac, and I think it's just the woman that I had was maybe more new, um and she didn't really do a great job I still tipped her well like I actually gave her a pretty good tip because she put in the time she you know listened to what I was asking and I you know was like oh please like I didn't want that one so like she made changes when I asked her to um so she did a really good job and she took her time with it but the quality of the nails were not good and so they started peeling immediately and ever since they are and I'm pissed off because that was almost I think it was like $65 after the tip and stuff that it came to so it was a big chunk of money you know um to not even last me 
And this isn't my usual place. My usual place uh, is called White Sparkle. And I love, love, love them. They do a phenomenal job. And their nails last. Their nails last like six weeks. Obviously, they're growing out and they don't look as good. But the polish doesn't peel, which is great. That's what you want. So that's where I usually go to. But when we were looking to get our nails done last week, they were understaffed and so they couldn't take walk-ins so um here i am we were planning to get our nails done this saturday that just passed but then cassie was like no like let's get them uh when we did and i was totally down and i loved it and i i i liked my nails i didn't love them but i liked them um but unfortunately they've just not lasted so that is my i don't care of the week and I was just uh, um, talking with Hiwa when she was here about an old Instagram account that I had uh, with, it was a nail account. So I pretty much just like Googled acrylic nails and then I would screenshot pictures and then post them on my Instagram account. And then there would be some pictures of nails that I did to myself and they'd be so bad because my fingers were little stubby stubs back then and then it would be like beautiful acrylics and then my ugly ass nails so it was pretty funny uh but then it made me think about instagram accounts because i had a couple i had we all had one called like keeping up with alexia keeping up with and then you'd put your name it would be like kuw dot alexia and that was pretty much just like an account for you and your friends um, where you post stupid shit. So I had one of those accounts in middle school where I would just post like the most random shit ever. I had my main account, which I still have today. And that is Alexia underscore D-E underscore Stefano. Uh, I now have a podcast Instagram. I have a I have an Instagram for my dog. I have a skincare Instagram. I used to have um, an Instagram called Sasha Mill where I posted my alter ego. I had a bunch of Instagram ac accounts throughout the years. And they're kind of like little memory books if we think about them. Oh, I have an Ariana Grande fan account. So I, yeah, I used to have accounts for everything. And now I just, I have the password for five accounts. So I run my main account, the podcast account, my skincare account, and Luna's account. And then I have another one that I, it used to be my spam account, but then I changed it so I could have it for a movie for something, but now I don't need it. Um... So that was my I don't care of the week. I also got a couple new tattoos that I would love to talk to you guys about. And if you're watching on YouTube, then you could see them. So on my arm, on my left arm, just above like the elbow crease on the inside, I have mm, two little dog paws that are replicas of my dog's paws. Because I want a tattoo of to remind me of Luna now that she's still alive and she's living her best life. She's a year and a half. I want like a tattoo of her now so I can look at it and just like remember the good times forever because that's important to me. I know lots of people get tattoos of their pets when they've passed, 
but I'm someone who likes to look at a tattoo and be reminded of positivity instead of like a sadness and one day this tattoo might be that like maybe one day I'll add a date to it you know when I'm 99 years old and Luna is still with me you know because Luna and I have we've talked about it and Luna's actually gonna live as long as I live we've talked about it we shook hands on it um it's gonna happen so she's she's stuck with me for life because she's never gonna die because I told her she's not allowed to so um yeah so I got this tattoo to just have her with me all the time you don't know what you know my future is gonna be if I'm going back and forth between here and LA which is my future plan manifesting that um I'd love for her to come with me but I don't know like I don't know what the future holds so I got her tattooed to be with me forever and I got her tattoo right next to the matching tattoo I got with my mom just so you know this is my arm of my loved ones um I am gonna get one for my brother as well in April but I'm gonna surprise him with it with what it is and I'm gonna surprise you guys with what it is as well unless I've already said in this podcast somewhere you know (laughs) these 30 something episodes what I want to do which I might have I don't remember half the things I say uh but yeah so that's tattoo number one and then on this on this side here I got it's a flower and inside the flower uh in the stem it reads successful and then inside the flower there's a feminist symbol because um I am a feminist and I am a proud woman and I believe in, you know, making change and equality and equality means that men and women are viewed equally, not one higher than the other. That's a conversation for a whole other episode. I have talked about um, abortion rights before because that's something that's really important to me, but I'm not going to bring it up again because I'm not trying to get political this week. Um, And then successful, obviously it means, you know, it's a manifestation as well. I am manifesting my success. I am, when I look at it, I am reminded of, you know, where I want to go and that journey that I'm going to get to go on in working towards my goals but it's also an ariana grande song it feels so good to be so young and have this fun and be successful i'm so successful and so it's got that double meaning of that's like my first tattoo resembling something of ariana grande uh i do still plan to get her name somewhere on my body or her face i really do want her face on my body um it's a silhouette uh I have I have a picture up here I don't want to Ugh, I'm too lazy to get it but it's a silhouette of her position uh of her precision oh my god of her sweet like oh my god what what album is that sweetener yes of her sweetener album so this if you see her sweetener album I'm gonna get the silhouette of her on me somewhere um someday so she she holds so much power and importance in my life and if you want to know why she's so important to me 
and has so much respect from me you know enough to get her fucking face tattooed on me uh go check out my episode titled why ariana grande and lindsey morgan saved my life or maybe it's how yeah it's how ariana grande and lindsey morgan saved my life um because in they did in terms of you know finding myself and my career path and all of that which is kind of a big thing of today's episode um and we're just you know whether or not you believe in coincidences um we or or if you believe in you know the universe and the signs and all of that or if you just believe in fate or whatever the fuck you believe in this episode is going to dive into that because I mean, ah, this is a crazy story and it might not be crazy for you, but for me it is. I'm going to probably use the word coincidence a lot because it's just crazy how um, things happen sometimes. Now, you guys might know part of the story bits, you know, from bits and pieces that I've said from time to time. But uh, you guys don't know the whole story. I've not said the whole entire story, which is um, it's almost like a proud moment for me, you know, to go through this story time with you guys. And I'll explain it all fully um, right now, because, well, what else are we going to talk about? So pretty much I finished. Oh, and if you have listened to the episode how ariana and Lindsay saved my life then you're gonna notice some ties within the stories um just because i i am talking about you know more specifically Lindsay morgan in this episode and kind of how that's all unraveled um well her show that she was on not really her so what 2020 2021 uh at the beginning of the year kind of around this time two years ago I was watching Vampire Diaries and I was devastated when I finished watching the show so I was like fuck what am I gonna watch now you know when you're so invested in a show and then it's over and you're like well nothing is gonna compare to that I was looking for the show that would settle my emotions as I'm grieving Vampire Diaries and I'm on Netflix and I'm watching all the previews and then I come across the hundred and I'm like oh I mean this doesn't look as good as Vampire Diaries but it looks good so I'm like okay you know what let's just give the pilot a shot let's see you know what this show is about it sounds pretty cool it's about you know a hundred juvenile delinquents from space um being sent down to earth as it is not inhabitable and these hundred delinquents are going to see if it is livable because the ship that they are in uh is running out of time and they don't have time to wait another hundred years or so until earth is said to be habitable and as they're down there some crazy motherfucking shit happens so that's kind of like what you're reading 
and then you get into the first episode and I I loved it I didn't love it like Vampire Diaries and I didn't love all the characters yet and I didn't really know them and I was I was pretty much getting to learn who Clark Octavia Bellamy Finn and another guy I can't remember his name he didn't last long um so you're kind of getting to know the big characters oh Jasper and Jasper oh and and Monty oh and Murphy oh my god okay so yeah okay I love the show so we got introduced to all of those characters and um and then I was learning about them trying to figure out who I like who I don't like didn't like Bellamy I didn't like Murphy I loved Monty and I loved Jasper off the bat I didn't love Finn I actually grew to hate Finn but that's a conversation for another time anyways you guys don't know these people unless you watch the show so I won't harp on them he harp harper that's another anywho um yeah, so I, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is pretty good. This is pretty good. I get into episode two. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. Next thing you know, I finish seven seasons. And I am in love. I'm in love. So every episode gets better and better. Every season got better, better, the best, good, great, okay you know what I mean like there were seven episodes seven seasons not all seven of them are going to be at the same you know greatness season four in my opinion is the best season some people might say season two is the best some people might say season one is the best collectively people say season seven's the worst and I would agree but I wouldn't say it's bad I love like it's still so amazing um it's fucking great like the show is fucking great uh, so, anyways, I fall in love with the show, and, um, my favorite characters, her name is Maury, we get introduced to her in season two, but then she comes back as a series regular, or I guess she would come back as a reoccurring guest star, because they get paid less. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, she comes back as a guest star in season three, and I think she didn't become officially a reoccurring. She didn't come become a series regular until maybe season six or seven. That's what that's what casting does. Let's just take a little break and talk behind the scenes. So there's different titles when you can become casted in a TV show. And um, if you are casted as the lead, you're getting paid the most. And then after the lead is series regular, which is pretty much in every episode. You see them really often. Um, let's talk about Wizards of Waverly Place. So Alex Russo would be the lead. And then um, I would also consider, I would consider obviously Justin to be the lead. I would, I'd consider the family leads. And then we get to like Harper. Now, Harper negotiated her contract, so she was supposed to be a guest star, but because they get paid significantly less, she um, she fought with Disney to become a series regular because you get paid more. 
So pretty much it's just different levels, status, tiers, whatever you want to call it, of um, being a part of a cast, depending on how often you're in the production. And even if you're in it a lot, you can be in a production as much as a series regular, but be called a guest star because they want to pay you less. So um, just a little negative information so yeah um Amori was my favorite she still is she's been my favorite since season two um or sorry season three I didn't really know her in season two uh and then I loved well fucking Murphy Murphy is one of the greatest characters of all time you know he has the best character development uh he's a cockroach and he's a cockroach you're happy is a cockroach but you might not know it at first but then you you're like fuck thank god he lived thank god he lived through all of that crazy shit oh this is also a sci-fi in case you didn't pick up on that um who else did i love god i loved i loved everyone octavia octavia is so good there's like a different version of Octavia every single season. Season one, she's like the girl under the floor. Everybody kind of feels bad for her. Nobody knows who she is because she had to hide her identity. And then season two, she's like growing into being a bad bitch, but she's also like a little sister. Um, season three, she's a baddie. Season four, she is the best bitch baddie you will ever meet season five she gets mean she becomes well her nickname becomes blood reina and she becomes like the queen and essentially and she's just a bad bitch but she's doing what she needs to do like she made decisions based off of circumstances that you know are crazy but it worked out and she's just trying to save everyone at the end of the day. And then season six, she's she redeems herself slowly. And season seven, she's like a mom figure. So every single season, Octavia is a different version of herself. And I have to give it up to Marie. Marie Avadropoulos. I have no idea how to say her last name. She's the actor who played Octavia. God, is she fucking phenomenal. To, to know who a person is, like to find out who that character is and then have to like put her through a different journey every season like all the other characters, except that she she's different. She's the same her, but she's like, struggling with different I don't know it's so hard to explain because what I'm saying is like yeah well every character you know is a little different every season but no Octavia is like black and white every season except that it makes sense and that you know goes to the writers the showrunner and certainly Marie um oh Raven obviously Lindsay Morgan's character Raven is brilliant you will not if there is anyone as smart as Raven in real life, we've not heard of them yet. 
um maybe like einstein level right she's fucking genius and she doesn't have a big ego and she's been through some really 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 tough tough stuff and yet she pushes through like a champion i love her so much um yeah i'd say those are my favorite characters it's such a a diverse show it's a really good one lots of female leads but also lots of male leads and then we have you know people of all different races we have the lead who is bisexual and we uh, oh my god lexa lexa oh man the queen the real queen the commander I love Lexa. Ah, okay, if you haven't watched the show, you need to watch the show. The 100, it's on Netflix, seven seasons, um, 13 to 16 se- um, episodes each season. And I freaking love it. It's the best show. It's my number one top favorite show of all time. Because not only was it such a good story and show itself with phenomenal actors, but because the show itself changed my life. It reminded me, as I was watching the show, it reminded me that my passion was acting. In a time where, you know, I I forgot about that. In a time where I was figuring out what the rest of my life was going to look like. I'm in grade 12 trying to figure out what's going to be my next step. In that moment where you're trying to figure out what everything kind of means and when you're trying to figure out who you are and then to have the hundred pretty much scream in my face you know who you are you're an actor it was it was exactly what I needed and then obviously Lindsay Morgan she really really changed everything again I'm not going to go over that story again because I did a whole podcast episode about it but the hundred was the beginning of my career story because without watching the hundred and falling in love with acting through some other performance I I probably wouldn't have pursued it because I wouldn't have been introduced to Lindsay Morgan and I wouldn't have watched her interviews and I wouldn't have you know had a slap in the face and pretty much someone screaming at me like you're being stupid follow your dreams what the fuck are you doing don't listen to other people stick with your gut that is what the hundred and Lindsay Morgan did they put me in my damn place and then I learned that The Hundred was filmed here in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I learned that some of my now favorite actors and actresses are from Vancouver as well. We have Richard Harmon, along with his whole fucking family, who are just geniuses in the film industry. Jessica Harmon, you bet your ass one day. I'm going to be directed by her. She will be my director one day. And I can't wait for that moment where I'm working with Jessica Harmon. I can't wait for that day. She's on my vision board. Her and her brother, Richard Harmon, are on my vision board because I want to work with them one day. 
or have them on the pod or fucking both um and then we have Louisa Dolivera who's also on my vision board because I would love for her to be a podcast guest as well and obviously I want to work with all of these actors we have um god who else the leads um Bob Moore Morley and Eliza Taylor they're married now and they're Australian so they're not from here oh we have Tassia Tellis we have um uh oh my god literally every actor Chelsea Reist we have um god literally every single actor and yet I'm blanking on everyone because I'm just so excited but ev- all of these actors who I had just watched for maybe three months, seven seasons, a hundred, a hundred episodes I just watched. So give or take, I just watched a hundred hours of these brilliant actors come to find out so many of them are from Vancouver. And to, to just know that they made it here. They made in my city, my favorite show of all time, with actors born and raised in my city, was just an extra push. Was like, fuck, if they made this brilliant show here in Vancouver and casted people local from Vancouver, and these are now brilliant, talented actors who I look up to, all because it was done in my fucking province, why can't I do it? I can, I can, I can, I can. Um, so that excited me even more. But I was, I was really excited at the fact that, hey, they're all from Vancouver, maybe I can meet some of them. You know, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, when I'm downtown, I might run into someone because I'm sure they all live, you know, downtown area. So I was so stoked that I get to find out that this show was done here, the brilliant minds are from here, that the industry is bigger than I thought it was here. I knew it was big, but I didn't know it was, you know, the hundred big, because for me, that that's huge. Um, and then the fact that, you know, I have a chance of bumping into them at a coffee shop or a fucking store or something was a big opportunity. Little did I know how influential the show was to me and how it's still giving to me. It literally can get me emotional. Anywho, um, so we all know that I auditioned to go into my acting college, but what you don't know is that during that audition, you know, I find out that Tassia Tellis, who plays Echo in The Hundred, teaches at this school. And so I had the pleasure to sit in Tassia's class. I got to watch her transform into Echo as she was trying to explain, you know, anything about acting and then cut back and be Tassia 
And then she was giving tips and advice and she was sharing things from the hundred. And, you know, as a fangirl, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But be professional because you're an actress and she's teaching a class and you're sitting in on it. This is nice. And then at the end of the class, she's like, um, Alexia, do you have any questions? And I was like, I know I should be asking you stuff about, you know, you know, acting. But I just have to know, what's your skincare routine? And then we talked about that. Unfortunately, she didn't end up being my teacher because she got casted for a show called Shorzy. And um, she went to go beyond that. Shorzy, 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 something like that. Um, So she went on to do that, which was, it's a comedy show. And check it out if you haven't or if you don't know what it is. It's, um, it's a comedy about like a hockey team or something. Um, so that was like my first moment of, oh, this is the school I'm supposed to go to because it was a sign from the hundred telling me, yes, you're in the right spot. This is where you were supposed to go. Fantastic. And then, um, I almost... I, a teacher of mine was like somewhat making a movie and they were looking into Richard Harmon and that got me excited because I was like, oh my God, maybe I can work with one of the Harmons. Um, that didn't end up happening. I actually have no idea what happened to that, but that was like a cool like, oh, let's get a Richard Harmon. Um, and then uh, months later, I joined a book club with Luisa D'Olivera, which you guys have heard me talk about many a times before, but she played Amori. She played my favorite character in The Hundred. And so the fact that, you know, I get to chit-chat with her on on every month about books that we talk about on Instagram and like a, in a, I don't know, I love it. You know, I love reading books. Currently this month we are reading a book called Endurance and it is about um, the 1914 polar explorer Ernest Shackleton on his um, expedition through the Arctic and how it has it 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 how they then had to go on this incredible journey of survival after their ship um, sank in like a in the ocean in the arctic you know with icebergs whatever it's interesting i haven't gotten far into it it's been taking me a while uh not because it's bad just because i need you know motivation anywho um so now i get the luxury to talk to her and you know talk to her about books and and that's something i love so And number two, that's like the second interaction with me and someone from the hundred and stars align. I'm like, oh, my God. okay, so I've got to be in an acting class with Tassia Tellis. Now, every month I get to talk to Louisa and, you know, learn her opinions on books as she's learning my opinions. And we get to, like, have a conversation about fun stuff like that every month and and um that's fun like okay okay the hundred 
correlating into my personal life, constantly reminding me that my decisions are correct is what it feels like and that, you know, when you put in the work to follow your dreams and when it's something that literally smacks you in the face saying fucking do your dreams that it will reward you and crazy enough I'm being rewarded from the hundred cast and then the third thing which is the best um is that my first ever production that I got booked for it was for a principal role so you know, um, I had lines here and there and, you know, I was, if we total it, I'm probably in like a minute or two of the movie, but I don't care. It's my first thing and I was super happy to be there and to learn everything. But the craziest part was Harper, played by Chelsea Reist in the show The Hundred, is a lead in the movie that I'm in. Like, what tell me that's not crazy the show that I watched for a hundred hours thinking you know oh that's all I want to do I want to be those actors I want to be in something as brilliant as this show I'm looking at it as an artist like when I like I'm a fan of things from an actor perspective, not like a super fan perspective. And so I fell in love with the show as an actor and in a creative way. So then to have like multiple of these actors who I looked up to from watching their performances now in my real life, whether in a small way or a big way, is crazy so you know to be able to talk to Chelsea and just say like just fucking talk like a normal human being was crazy to me because I didn't ever think I was gonna do it and it it's not like oh my god I I'm such a big fan I love her I love the show I do I love the show so much but it's more of like a mind fuck of like what this show changed my life and now the same people who are on the screen are like here in real life guiding me through my real life acting career after the show re-inspired me like what do you guys see how it's like what fate coincidence the universe, whatever the heck you want to believe in. Some voodoo shit is happening and I am not complaining. I love it. And then the fourth thing is the queen herself, Jessica Harmon, has DM'd me. Well, I DM'd her and then she DM'd me back. And then she kept me in her like general primary, you know, section of dms so if i ever reply to her story or something which i don't do often she likes it she likes season and she'll reply and i'm like what i'm like what four actors have somehow again in a small or a big way come into my real life and it's just such a big sign to me that like the show really was as important as I felt it was 
oh my god my chair is so wobbly I'm like now concerned that I might fall but oh well so yeah the show was is so important to me and has been and it's just so weird and so phenomenal to see how it has then correlated into my real life and I couldn't be more blessed and I couldn't be more thankful and I can't wait for more voodoo shit like that to happen Richard Harmon I'm waiting for you you know Christopher Larkin I would love to work with him because he seems like such a down-to-earth genuine sweet guy and I'd love to ah fuck I'll, I'll do whatever the cast of the hundred tells me to do um so yeah the biggest thing though was definitely that my first ever job in the industry was with someone in the hundred and she was such a loved character and um and everyone loves her Chelsea the actor and you know I see why she's awesome and you know it was so like I I can't even explain how the stars aligned with that. It was it was the biggest, oh, you're in the right spot. And you're doing great. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be spending your time doing. And, like, she was just, like, the reassurance. You see? You can be working with people from the 100. You are talented enough. You have been putting in the work. So, um, on that note uh thank you for listening i would stay and talk longer but it's getting towards time that i have to start to leave my house now so thank you for listening um just follow your dreams know that the stars will align and voodoo shit can happen to you also voodoo shit in the best way possible i'm not talking about like weird voodoo i'm talking about like great voodoo um anywho Thank you for tuning in. I wanted to just tell you guys that little story because it's one that I want to remember forever, first of all. But it's just so crazy to me. I, I It's so hard for me to put the feelings into words because I, like, what? What? Who watches TV shows and then, like, the people appear in your life? Even my favorite author. My favorite author came on this podcast like I'm reading her books and then she's in my bedroom and we're talking about her creative process. Just um, I think at the end of the day, your idols and your influences are closer to you than you think. Unless, of course, you're fucking, you know, in love with Ben Affleck, then he's probably not going to show up at your house anytime soon. But uh, keep your hopes up, you know, and put in the work, ask questions, reach out, do whatever, and you never know what's going to happen. So um, I hope you enjoyed, and I'm going to go eat my grandma's food now. Bye. Ah, fuck, wrong button.